0: Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter and joining me as always is my co-host, do not adjust your sets, that is not Patton Oswald's cousin, Tim, (laughs) Tim Oswald, Oswald? (sighs) Oswalt, Cobblepot, (laughs) have you ever thought about playing the penguin Tim, Has has that ever come up in your career path? (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean I would gladly do anything for money (laughs)
0: because Jonah Hill's out apparently so you got a chance okay (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying they're casting this new Batman movie they've got Catwoman now they've got Riddler I feel like you could slide in there as the penguin or possibly uh, Condiment King I see you as a Condiment Condiment King actually
1: I'm thinking about it. Um, I mean for me it's bane or bust. I don't think there's any other role I'd be suited to play. Bane. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's
0: interesting. Um
1: look well, very similar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You're totally uh, a Mexican giant, muscular luchalibre wrestler. Yes. straight sphere into the hearts of every man he walks past (laughs)
1: yeah it
0: sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> we're a horror movie podcast and every week we get together, we talk about horror films. But it is October, it's the October Thon, and that means that we've been doing episodes every single day. And this episode is the final of three vote episodes because every month on patreon.com slash TV we have our patrons at the five dollar tier and up vote between four films that we'll do for the following month. But for the October Thon we put up multiple votes. We put up three, one of which was public and two that of which were exclusive to Patreon. And And this was the final vote. This was four Asian films, and the winner, of course, as you see in the title, was A Tale of Two Sisters. So that's what we're going to talk about. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do. We'll give you a warning before we get any spoilers, and that is what we'll do. So, uh, yeah. Um, So this is a film I had seen before, a long, long time ago. I had the DVD way back in the early 2000s, when it was a thing in Tartan Asia Extreme. We're putting out DVDs every other week. Mm-hmm. and I was mopping them all up because I thought they were it was really cool and there was a lot of good stuff in there. and yeah. uh, It's directed by uh, Kim Ji-Woon, who actually I have seen a few films of his. He went on to do A Bittersweet Life, uh, which was a thriller that he did after this. He did a Western comedy called The Good, The Bad, The Weird, and he then did what I would call his best film, I Saw the Devil, in 2010 oh yeah so, that's great yeah. yeah um he had also unfortunately tried to make movies in the west uh with the last stand in 2013 which was arnold schwarzenegger's like return to cinema and it was uh... really <laughs> mediocre to bad so uh so it's not all gold but he yeah, has done some great stuff um along the way so this is one of his earlier stuff he did a couple before this or actually did about four before this but uh tale of two was definitely the first one that i knew uh all of them so yes uh have you ever seen this before Timmy. uh
1: actually i i thought i did but when i was watching it really nothing about it seemed familiar so i um i think maybe i just like had heard about it so much because like you were saying around that time um y- you know like asian uh like horror movies and stuff were becoming so popular that there was just like this big deluge of like you know movies you know coming to us uh so maybe i just kind of had like seen the box a bunch and just assumed i watched it or or maybe i watched it and just forgot everything about it but um yeah
0: it was was in that glut with (laughs) um like Into the mirror phone pulse you know obviously the grudge and ring movies were in there um dark water a whole bunch of dark
1: water yeah all that stuff Uh, and then um I so yeah. I don't know if I'd actually seen it before. I did know the ending though, because I think like just recently, ah, uh, uh, yeah, I was like talking to someone and they were talking about a you know a spoiler in another movie, and then uh, they you know basically when they mentioned it, they're like, yeah, you know, it's like uh, in A Tale of Two Sisters, and I was like oh well i'm gonna be watching <laughs> that soon actually but whatever yeah um, um i i i you know i have to
0: admit, i didn't remember a whole lot of it i did remember the ending because it's like the the big noble thing um hmm. although i didn't remember every facet of it because i got a little confused at the start or early hmm. on because i was like okay i remember this part of the ending and then something else i was like wait well, that doesn't quite jive with that though uh yeah. i mean it made sense obviously by the time i got there but um Obviously we won't talk about that until we get to spoilers. Uh, But uh, it is worth mentioning this was remade as the Uninvited in the US uh, in 2009, yes. Oh,
1: I did not realise that.
0: (laughs) We we just did our top 50 worst that I... It was on my list. (laughs) I said it was a remake of Tale of Two Sisters. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) God damn it, Tim. God damn it. So the plot of uh, A Tale of Two Sisters is that we have these two... Uh, t- sisters. Siblings? I was going to say teenagers. Uh, oh, two teenage sisters who... Uh, one of them has just been at a hospital uh, to, for, for therapy reasons. And she comes home uh, and her father uh, obviously brings her home. Uh, and her stepmother's there. And there's a lot of like backstory with like what happened to the mother... Uh, what exactly is her condition? What was her problems? Is she starting to go crazy? Is there creepy things actually happening? That kind of thing. Um, definitely a big sort of. It's one of these horror movies where a lot of it is family drama. A lot of it is the uh, the the build tension of the what the characters are doing with each other and how they're treating each other. Uh, as much as it is about you know spooky things happening if if there indeed is any. So. That is the that's kind of the gist of it. I kind of leave it there because, like I say, I can't. It's hard to talk about a lot of the plot of this one without uh, you know going full spoilers. But uh, that's the gist of it. So I will ask a
1: question, Tim. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy A Tale of <coughs> Two Sisters? Um, honestly, I, I did not <laughs> really enjoy it that much. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't say it's a poorly made movie. Like you know, I do think it's directed well, and like you know, the performances are good. Um, and you know, uh, funny enough, like I, I feel like, um, I, because we we're talking about um, Sam Raimi earlier when we were doing like a uh, uh, the news stuff, um, and I don't know, I, I feel like there's like some Raimiisms here in some of the directing uh, every now and again, um, which uh, I, th- I thought was cool. But like, like you said, it's a lot of family drama. It's just very melodramatic. Uh, I think it's a little too long. like almost two hours um it feels like it could have been shaved down um that's
0: the uh, death curse for horror movies it's been over 90 minutes
1: <laughs> yeah um but i mean the when there is like i wouldn't say there's a ton of horror stuff in here but like i mean you know obviously and, and i mean like you know horror horror stuff like yeah you know, there's obviously like real you know like dr- dramatic horror i guess like you know you would say but like um when there are horror scenes that uh, you know i do think those are done very well, but there's. You know kind of few and far between so um I, I don't know i wouldn't say i necessarily hated it but i wasn't like ecstatic about it either especially for a movie that um again I, I feel like it's something that like you know people do talk about and bring up as you know like a like a really good like you know movie they're like oh man you gotta see um but yeah so <laughs> i don't know I was, I was not over the moon about it the enthusiasm is <laughs> screaming
0: off the page. I you know, I I'm not actually that, that in much dis- disagreement with you. I, I I'm kinda lukewarm on it. And I think it's a shame because I do think it's very well directed. There's a little touches yeah. in the direction all, all over the place that I really liked. And you said the performances were fine and I agree that they're they're solid. There's nothing wrong with those. Um I think ultimately I just think the the the, the, the script and the premise is just not super exciting and it does it is kind of lacking a lot of uh uh or, or not a lot of but like um, more horror stuff more horror mm-hmm. focused elements Um, i do mm-hmm. think it is too long uh like you said i also think it's kind of weird like the ending there's two sort of big like sort of 10 minute chunks at the end which i think are the wrong way around
1: yes
0: <laughs> as, yes yeah as bizarre yeah. <laughs> as that sounds i there's like two 10 minute right. chunks that i would swap around uh, which is weird, but uh, so there was that. Like I,
1: I think I was very surprised when I—I I thought the movie was ending, and then I was looking at how much time I got left, and there was like about, yeah, like ten minutes or so left, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's weird."
0: Yeah, um, because it, it does this thing where there's like a—I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler that a big flashback at the end, mm-hmm. um, but for some reason the flashback comes last and not before, like the sort of the, the end of the story, and I feel like. Swapping them, giving us the context with the flashback, and then, then hitting us with the end of the story would have had more impact. Instead, it kind of goes for this bittersweet thing at the end, and I don't know. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. It's frustrating because I do think there's a lot of little directorial touches that I, I really like, especially when they first arrive home and we were first introduced to the stepmother.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, i think her introduction is really good because it does this thing where there's like a pov shot from her sort of coming towards the girls and it's really quick and kind of intrusive and there's like a close-up of their hands because they're holding hands and that they sort of like clench each other's hands really tightly and like it really sets up right away that okay this woman's presence is a cause of tension and stress mm-hmm. for these two girls like it made sense and i immediately it was telling me things the direction was communicating things in a really really smart little ways not necessarily subtle ways but uh, ways that really worked, uh, and the style that it was establishing. But uh, as it went on, um, like so, because some movies we go through kind of plot beat by plot beat when we get to the spoils, and some we don't. And I think the ones that we don't tend to be a bit more like this, where a lot of it kind of blurs together, and it's harder to kind of distinguish it. Yeah. Um.
1: Like yeah, like there's a, a few scenes that stand out, but then there's like, and again, that's when there is like a very specific like horror element or something to them, but then. It feels like there's so many scenes of like, you know, just like quiet moping or, you know, like just throwing yourself on the bed and like, you know, pouting and stuff. And, Mm. um, and again, like, you know, it's, you know, it's fine to kind of set some of that stuff up. But then, you know, after a while, like in a two hour movie, it just gets to be a little bit much when, you know, they kind of just all like is coming together.
0: Yeah yeah um, and it is pretty much entirely set in a house like you know like once we they arrive home at the start we never really leave there. there's, there's like one scene in a car at one point uh, a little bit of the flashback maybe takes place elsewhere that's pretty much it and, and that's not really a complaint that's not a problem but um, it does mean that like okay so what's happening in the house that, that, that's keeping us engaged and I do feel like because some of the horror stuff is quite effective there's actually one moment that felt very silent hill to me uh, bizarrely. And I thought, okay, that was kind of neat. That was kind of neat. Um, but the, the horror stuff almost felt like it takes a backseat. Cause I, I, I honestly thought when it got to kind of the reveal of what was going on and what was, what, what's, what's happening here, I actually started to think, was there any real horror stuff at all? And there was yeah. one moment, uh, because there's a, a character, there's like, at one point the uncle comes to visit with his wife and that yeah. wife sees something. And that was kind of a separate character who wasn't really a part of anything. And I'm like, well, there had to be something cause she saw something. Um, uh, so when the the, the horror kind of did bleed into it a little bit towards the end, I thought it almost felt like an afterthought. It felt like tacked on. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if we actually need like a like a real horror element. And I guess I'm spoiling that there's that there is one, but it felt weird to me that there was. I thought nah, the, the way that's kind of played out, I almost feel like we don't need like a real, sure, yeah, horror thing. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's a weird complaint in a horror movie. <laughs>
1: but, like, it just... oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Like I mean, well. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we love horror, but not everything has to be a horror movie. Like sometimes a mm-hmm. uh, you know, story might be better served if it's not. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously you can't go into too much, uh, you know, before spoilers. But um, I will just say, you know, once by the end of the movie, once, you know, everything that's happened or something, it did feel very uh, cliche to me. But I mean, to be fair, at this time, maybe that wasn't as such a big thing. But, you know, watching it now, it does feel like, alright, you know, this is definitely the kind of, you know, surprise or whatever that we've seen before in movies, you know. I think it had been done a little
0: before this, but yeah, it feels very old hat now. Uh, And I've definitely seen it done better, for sure. Yeah. Uh, And and all things. So, yeah, I will just go straight into spoilers. I I don't think there's a whole lot to say, uh, spoiler free, at this point. Like, I don't know what what we dance around, uh, really. So, Full spoilers for *A Tale of Two Sisters* uh, from here on out. I so let's talk about what the reveal is because <laughs> the main character of Sumi, the the older sister. Um. So I remembered that her sister isn't real, right? right? I remembered that from seeing it before. Uh, well, she
1: she's dead. Is the like yo, know, she was a real person oh she before. was
0: she, she yeah she was <laughs> yeah. real at one point yes but like the idea that she's not he, really here in the movie and mm-hmm. right away at the start of the movie when the dad's like sort of like he's he's he stopped the car and he gets out and says oh are you coming out he, he says he says it's singular and i was like okay mm-hmm. right away i'm noticing how he's talking to her and it's kind of setting up for this this reveal um what did confuse me though is that the stepmom, uh, uh, she talks to both of them, and I thought, "Oh, that's weird. I don't remember why this is a thing." Because mm-hmm. um, I'd forgotten that she also t- ends up being uh, part of Sumi. Uh, Sumi is actually yeah. all three characters. Well, she has. She never actually like pretends to be her sister. Her sister's like, always just there as a secondary character that she talks to. Whereas uh, her st- her stepmom, who's not really her stepmom, uh, unju uh, she she actually like swaps roles with her because the dad talks to- talks to both of them. Uh, but he never talks to both of them at the same time. It's actually very reminiscent of a TV show from recent years that I don't want to spoil. But um, I don't think you've seen
1: it. Okay, <laughs> probably some dumb Star Trek <laughs> show. No, not Star Trek.
0: No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Captain Picard is also the Wrath of Khan or something. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even Picard that was in that movie you prick
0: <laughs> so what, what, what do
1: you what, what do you
0: think of the reveal what do you think of the twist uh, I mean I feel like the
1: All right, so obviously um, you know I, I feel like this kind of came to prominence with like a like a lot of movies in the nightclub or in the (laughs) nineties, like, um, you know, I mean, spoilers if you haven't seen these movies, but I think it's pretty well known, but like, you know, stuff like, uh, you know, fight club or the sixth sense where, you know, they have these reveals where, Oh, this person's actually multiple characters or this person's dead or whatever, blah, blah. And I feel like there's a couple of movies where it works, but I feel like so much stuff after that feels like it's just there to have a twist. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't know. It doesn't like it. It doesn't do much. Like you, I think you have to have a really good story to back it up. And I feel like the story um, doesn't necessarily like need a twist. Like you could have just a girl, <clears throat> um, you know, dealing like with like the, the guilt, uh, you know, over like her, you know, sister's death and stuff, and and maybe start seeing a ghost. And I, I think that's enough to warrant, uh, you know, a, a story versus like having to have this kind of twist and. Um yeah, it does I don't know. I feel like it does make it like a little muddled where yeah, then you kind of go back and start thinking like, okay, so how is this happening and stuff and then it is kind of weird to be like all right, so she's like doing all this crazy stuff in this house like and like no one like you know, the dad is there but he doesn't really seem like yeah, he's like uh, noticing it too much or being like too involved. Like I feel like we don't see a ton of him.
0: He gets frustrated with her constantly, uh, whether he's talking to like the the daughter version or the stepmom version of her, right? Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, this is both a positive and a negative. It's a positive in the sense that watching the movie, I actually got very early that the stepmom was also fake or mm-hmm. was also her, uh, because because the because of the way that. Um, it was just the way he was interacting with her, it, it always felt like he was only talking to one person. Whenever we were at, at, at dinner, it always felt like he, he was speaking to one person, so it, it didn't come as a surprise. It really made me want to like, like watch it without knowing anything, because mm. it felt really obvious to me the entire film that like there was only one person in the house with him the whole time. It never felt like yeah. there was really three other people. It just, just the way he interacted with people just felt different. Um, so I don't, I don't know, um, but I, I, at the same time though, it's a good thing because if, you, let's say the twist works for you and you didn't see it coming, if you go back and watch it, all of his interactions with her do work. Yeah. From his perspective, you can see that he's only speaking to one person, you can see that he's not addressing multiple people, um, and that's okay. And that's okay, I guess. Um, I don't know. Um. <laughs> I, 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 it's one of these weird things where the twist is so old hat at this point that I, I, I have a hard time like getting super excited about it unless it's done really well from a sure. thematic point of view, because um, okay, I'm going to spoil something here. I, I need to talk about something else a little bit, um, so I'm going to say spoilers for a recent TV show, uh, for season one of a TV show. I don't have to go ahead and fill in season one, but I'm going to spoil Mister Robot because. Oh, okay. Mr. Robot um, has a twist where the Mr. Mm-hmm. Robot character turns out to just be part of Elliot, part of Elliot's mind, mm-hmm. or he's in his head, or um, it's kind of like how uh, Sumi is with her stepmother, in that she'll switch personalities and still talk. Like, both will talk to people. Um, mm-hmm. So in a scene where it was trying to trick us, with they'd both be there and they'd both talk in the same scene, but it would always sort of, like switch between them. They'd never like. No one would ever address both of them kind of thing. Um, but that was done so well in that show. And it was also done in, in the in the way where it was like, they expect you to figure it out. So by the time it revealed it, it was like, you know, you knew all along. And that's literally one of the narrated lines is, you knew all along, didn't you? And then he kind of goes into it. Um, I feel like that has so much great character that comes from it. And okay, why is he imagining this person? What what, what does he mean to him? Uh, what... what because he, ha- he has this confidence as this other character whereas here we don't have something like that where she as a you know she she gets to be different i i guess you could argue she gets to be like i don't know cuz cuz if you, if you look at it in the sense that she is violent to herself because she she keeps thinking that uh, her stepmom is hurting uh, her sister, right? Because that's like a whole plot point. At one point, she, her little sister, has like scratches and bruises, and she's like, "Oh, she's hurting her." Uh, we find out that she's basically just doing that to herself, right? That's what's really happening is that she's doing it to herself, and it's like different parts of her personality. Um, that is an interesting idea. Don't get me wrong. Is is as, yeah. as, as a way of her like not seeing it as hurting herself. That she does, she doesn't see herself as being in pain. Um, that is something. But I I don't know. If this is fascinating to me, is like, okay, she's able to achieve something by being this other character. She, she has this confidence yeah. with her. It's more of a dark version of that, I guess, where it's like, no, no, she can actually uh, self-harm with that mm-hmm. personality as opposed to just doing it uh, sort of as is. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say to her.
1: No, <laughs> uh, uh, I get you. Um, yeah, I think it's like... Um it's something we've seen done before. So if you are going to have this kind of twist or add this element, you know, to your work, there has to be something more interesting about it, like a mm. better reason for it versus like, uh, you know, if you're just doing it to feel like you, you know, you have a twist or to give audiences like some type of shock or something. Um, yeah, it doesn't really feel like that interesting. And again, at the time, like, you know, the, Uh, Maybe, you know, it it wasn't as cliche yet. Like, obviously, there had already been examples of it, but, um, you know, maybe it it still seemed like a little less, uh, you know, like hacky or something. But, yeah, watching it now when it's just kind of like that's one of those things you joke about when you're talking about, like, you know, cliche stuff in movies that, uh, yeah, it just doesn't feel like as much of a, you know, surprise or you know something that interesting to do yeah and the,
0: the sad part is is that because the twist is such what the movie revolves around is that mm-hmm. a lot of the film I spent my time just thinking about how it works in each scene mm-hmm. as opposed to like maybe like taking the drama as it was sort of at face value I was mm-hmm. constantly thinking about okay <laughs> in this scene when the dad's at dinner with both of them like how is this working with the with in mind yeah. that only one of them is real um you because know, that, that was the other thing. Because uh, the scene where he has uncle on- or the uncle comes over, you know, his brother presumably mm-hmm. with his wife, and they're having dinner, and it's uh, it, you know, the daughter's not there. It's just uh, uh Unju, the, the 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 stepmom version of her character, and she's just mm-hmm. sitting there telling stories, and everyone, you know, the the, the dad uh the the uncle the uncle's wife they're all sitting there just really awkwardly listening to these stories but like she's going on as if she's speaking about old times she's reminiscing and she's laughing and Mm -hmm. she's like everyone else is supposed to be laughing along with her but everyone's just sitting there awkwardly like it's a really depressing experience and it makes Mm -hmm. sense in the context of well because this is his daughter because this is really you know the guy's daughter who thinks that she's someone else talking about stories that never happened and it's coming across as genuinely crazy Mm -hmm it's coming across yeah. as genuinely psychotic and they're mm-hmm. all just sitting there kind of sad. Like, that scene makes a lot of sense in the context of what the twist is. So, I can't really mm-hmm. fault that, like, it, it does mostly work. If you go back through the movie and look mm-hmm. at all the scenes, it lines up with what we're seeing in each scene. I think that the problem, yeah. perhaps, with the movie, for me, is that It almost feels that that was what the main focus was, is making sure it does work. It's like, you know, just going back, like when they wrote the script, it was like, okay, and when they were filming it, how do we make sure this all works when the twist happens? And don't get me wrong, that's important. You should make sure everything works if you've got a twist, but I just feel like that was the sole focus of, of of the movie as opposed to actually making a compelling character story on its own. Yeah. It was actually satisfying from going to point A to point B where we care about the art, we care about because all the stuff where she's concerned about the stepmom and it's this rivalry with the stepmom. I never found myself that engaged with that. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Let it out Tim. Let it out. <laughs>
1: no like i I think the the problem is um yeah because i again like i knew the sister was going to turn out to be dead but i didn't realize uh that the stepmom was also a fake personality but the like you said uh even if the scene works the problem is is when you're watching it, if you don't realize that then it just makes the scene kind of confusing so like i do remember that dinner scene being very confusing because yeah everyone's like looking at the stepmom weird and i'm like okay so is the stepmom crazy then like is that gonna be like a a whole thing then like where we're dealing with like this uh yeah this crazy stepmom but like um yeah it's it's cool that it, it makes sense after you know the fact but while you're watching it it's Just kinda like weird. Be like, okay. Yeah,
0: and I Uh, think the the horror elements are kinda do feel kinda weirdly tacked on in places. Like mm -hmm. you know, there's a couple of I mean it's it's again, it's executed fairly well. There's a couple of bumps Mm -hmm. in the night and then you know, there's this dream that she has at one point of her of her dead mother like showing up, and this is the one scene where it's like, hey, all those other Asian horror movies that are successful, and this yeah. is probably wh- <laughs> why we got the budget to make this. I mean, it was a low budget; it was only made for one million dollars. It's not a high oh, budget wow. movie, but it means, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, great. I and, and I applaud them for doing the, you know, trying to make a movie on that. I really do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, but this is the scene where the hair's over the face, and her head's kind of crooked mm-hmm. to one side, as if she's been if she's as if she's been uh, hanged. Um, mm. You know, it's very much doing the 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 Asian horror thing, um, yeah. and even more of a Japanese horror thing. Obviously, this is a Korean movie, but I think we associate that long-haired ghost uh, more with Japan because you know, yeah. the Ring and the Grudge are both Japan. So that's very much uh, J <laughs> horror, as it were. But mm-hmm. um, Korea did try to get in on that a little bit with a, couple, a few movies, and uh, this this just does it in like that scene basically, and then there's one horror scene at the end because. Mm-hmm or right before the end i should say
1: so i guess like there would you say there is a ghost (laughs) in the house then Uh, no there is
0: because i mean i didn't think there was but so so well after the reveal the sister's actually dead right the dad brings it up because he's like what are you doing stop talking about your dead sister um we get the uh, the the sort of the, the bigger reveals that were when we find out that the real woman that Yoon Joo is, uh, who's like this therapist or whoever, uh, who was, who was engaged to her father. We'll get to that in the flashbacks, I suppose, but they're, they're not together just now. Um, she shows up to sort of prove that, like, you know, you're, 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 you're sick, like you're not me. You're, yeah. I'm not here, kind of thing. Like I'm separate. I'm living somewhere else. Uh, and she's not like the person we know either. She's a lot more business like and cold and. Uh, I guess normal maybe is the way to put it, but yeah. she she um once once we find that out, they send uh, Sumi back to a hospital because she's she's going obviously crazy, um. But then we get this sequence, uh, and this is this is the, the part that I thought should have come at the end after the flashback. We get this right, sequence yeah. where Yoonju, uh, the the not stepmom, uh, is in the house the and real she's, the real yeah. one, and she's looking around the house, and she ends up finding um the ghost of uh, the little sister in the closet who then seems to kill her and then there's, there's like a shot of Esumi in, in in bed at the hospital sort of like almost smiling as if she's at peace finally mm-hmm. and that was kind of like okay so this is your your ending where the ghost of the sister's gotten revenge on on Yunju, the problem is, is the flashback that explains why revenge is needed comes after this, <laughs> and I, I thought that was so weird. Like, why not give us the flashback first? Give us context that she did this awful yeah. thing, uh why, why vengeance is needed, why, why Sumi is so messed up, uh, mm-hmm. and it comes at the very end. But it just it feels kind of like why not just swap those two parts? Like, end end mm-hmm. it with Sun, uh, Yunju's death and Sumi smiling and cut to, bl- cut to credits on, like, a really sort of dark moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we get the flashback afterwards, and we find out that um, the-, the dad was engaged to this new woman, this Yunju, uh, and as a result of this, the daughters were unhappy, and his, pr- his previous wife, their mother, hanged herself mm-hmm. in the closet, and that was the closet that... Um, throughout the film, the, the the sister kept getting put in or hiding or was, mm-hmm. was trapped in uh by Joo There was a whole sequence with that in the middle. And when she when the younger sister finds her mother's body and tries to help her, she the, the closet topples over and crushes her and eventually kills her. And Joo heard this, was going to help and intervene and like save her, but when Sumi like you know passes on the hallway and kind of like you know says she's been horrible and she doesn't want to hear her, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh Yunju basically makes the choice out of spite to not save her sister. And mm-hmm. this is why vengeance is is needed. Uh, you know so so again the things that are important here the idea of her mother being hanged the idea of uh, the sister being put in the closet all these things are these little thematic things that are sort of paid off in this flashback and this is where they all come from. Uh mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't understand why it comes after the vengeance scene though. It feels like we should do yeah. that after the reveal and then have the final sort of sequence of the, the revenge happening. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a taste thing. But
1: No, yeah, I mean, that's fair. Uh, I, yeah, like, it's not, like, a, a bad idea for a story. I just, I feel like I wish I, I would have gotten more of, like, you know, a vengeful spirit, like, kind of tormenting uh, you know, the, the sister, or, or, you know, maybe having her express, like, you know more feelings of like guilt and regret or something versus yeah I, I don't know i don't know if you really need the uh you know like the multiple personality kind of uh thing like might just be better to just show her and may try and deal with stuff and then you know, having these, these like weird ghost manifestations
0: yeah maybe. i think another problem for me is that i don't really feel like Yunju ju the real Yoon that is is, is developed mm-hmm. enough for me to care about the vengeance like sure. i don't know like she's kind of i mean she's vindictive in the way she's like okay yeah uh, you, you're going to regret this moment someday the idea being that she's yeah. making that choice right now to not go save her sister uh, and that's mm-hmm. why she's you know deserving of the vengeance that that's that's going mm-hmm. to come but i don't know but we don't know that when she's actually killed uh, so it yeah. feels weird, and you know, it's, it's a ghost that only has one victim. It's not like a, like a constant horror movie, a, which is why I think we say it's more of a horror drama where you know, the family sure. drama comes first, and it's kind of psychological, and this thing is going on, and we get the twist, and then we get like the one. There's like a couple of big mm-hmm. horror scenes, and that's kind of it. Um, yeah. But it does feel very light on the horror. It, it feels uh, only just a horror movie
1: and no more. So is it the sister then that the? Um... The aunt or whatever sees like under the sink when she has like the seizure.
0: uh Presumably, yeah, because it it'll, it'll, okay. she look young, so I would presume so.
1: Mm-hmm. That's like such like a weird like tacked-on thing too. Like I don't know if they just like all right, we gotta have like another like quick horror scene in the middle of the movie or something. But uh... yeah, Um yeah, I thought there
0: was going to be more. More was going to come of those characters. They never come back. <laughs> the uncle, the uncle's no. wife just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I felt like it was going to be more of a plot point or because on the way home he says, oh, I didn't want to go. I only came because your, uh, I guess it's because your dad asked me to or something like that, which is a weird line, given that we don't really know her family or meet her family or know why that's important. I don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um, But very odd, very odd. I... It's a frustrating movie because I, I do think it's very well directed and I think the performances are very good. Sure. I, I think we have a very solid execution outside of the order of the last couple of scenes. Uh, for for what the idea is, I think ultimately I just don't think there's enough in the idea. Um, I mean, maybe it's just dated. I mean, maybe this is the thing. Maybe sure. this, maybe this worked better in two thousand
1: three. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, I, I think that is like a good sign though. Like when you know we watch other bad movies and it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> You never want to see something from that director again. Like, this is not something that would put me off like this filmmaker. Like, honestly, yeah, I would say I didn't really enjoy this movie that much, but I can see where, um, you know, there's skill in the filmmaking, and I would still, you know, like, I wouldn't be against, like, watching other stuff from this person. And, um, I mean, like you said, when you listed some of his other things, like, he is he has gone on and done, like, really good stuff.
0: Yeah, they're not horror movies, but they're really solid movies. I, I Saw the Devil's a great thriller. It's uh,
1: fantastic. Yeah, I think that's the only uh, one that I saw that you listed, but that is amazing. I really
0: uh, and a, a Better Sweet Life's a really good gangster movie, a uh, Korean gangster movie. Oh, and, okay. I, and I don't really like gangster movies, typically, but I really like that one. So uh, mm-hmm. I'd recommend that. Yeah. Um, now, Good to Buy The Weird was, was fun enough. Probably not as yeah. good as the other two that I mentioned. But, you know, I like you know, It's a really good director. And I. I it's frustrating seeing a movie like this by a director you like, and it, it, I mean, I, I guess it's weird because the last uh, vote movie we did was *The Fog*, and we had a very similar kind of element, about that <laughs> oh, where, yeah, actually. you know we loved John true. Carpenter, but that's definitely <laughs> one of his weaker movies uh, for us. Oh. Uh, not, not not the weakest end, obviously. It's, it's not like you know *Escape from LA* or uh, like you know those that those later <laughs> things that are disasters.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you could say all the vote winners this month were like weaker entries from really good directors.
0: What was the first one? Piranha. Oh, yeah, Joe Dante. You're right. You're right. That was that was the theme this October, apparently. <laughs> all, all the votes were directors who are otherwise great, but for some reason made a okay movie. Because yeah. I don't think any of them are bad. <laughs> I don't think this, The Fog, or Piranha are bad No, not at, all. They're, they're no all, not at all. They're all decent. Okay to yeah, decent.
1: Like, <laughs> I, I, again, like, there's... Even if something maybe isn't necessarily your cup of tea or maybe it's like a little boring or you just don't feel invested in it. You can still separate like when it's good filmmaking versus like a lot of the generic stupid crap that we watch. That's just like, all right, well this is just a mess on, you know, many levels. Mm. Like, you know, I think a lot of these movies, it's just like, Oh, you know what? This isn't bad, but it's not really doing much for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And, uh, and, you know and, uh, obviously, it's not this movie's fault uh, or anything at all. Like, it, two very different movies, but I had, um, like, when I watched this, uh, I had actually just recently <laughs> went to the movies to watch uh, another Korean film, uh, which was an absolute masterpiece. <laughs> I saw uh, Parasite yesterday, which, Ooh. oh, my God, it was so good. And... <laughs> uh it's not a horror movie uh obviously but uh i was on like a a kick so i was kind of excited like all right yeah gonna watch like another like cool uh, korean movie and then uh yeah i was a little let down by this one
0: yeah yeah so i mean there's character stuff there i I think like sure obviously she she pretends to be the person who let her sister die because she feels guilty about not saving herself like you know there's definitely a lot of character details there you can take from that and kind of explore a little bit um i just wish the actual uh bulk of the movie the actual conflict which for the most part is this sort of fake fight between sumi and her stepmom uh and again yes there's some some interesting things to kind of like pull from that once you realize that they're just both parts of her personality kind of fighting out with each other mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's just the guilt within her head it's the struggle in her head like sort of fighting for dominance and You know, not accepting the death, and uh, you know, blaming the person responsible, and everything else in between. But uh, ultimately, the actual core struggle between them isn't that exciting. Um, And I think part of the reason why it isn't that exciting is because the little sister does feel kind of like disconnected, where she does just feel like a prop. That's true. Yeah. You know, she never feels like she's her own character, and it kind of makes sense when you find out she's not really there. She she is just like in in her head, but. She she always feels disconnected, and it never feels meaningful because of that to me. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe people yeah, Cause but... I I know people like this movie, so maybe people will disagree with us on this one. I'm not sure.
1: Maybe I mean that that is a good point too. Like I feel like the you like the the sister doesn't really like do much in the movie, which you think uh, you know if a lot of the movie is kind of hinging on you know this twist of her being dead that she would maybe be a little more more prominent or have you know more to do so it's you know a bit more of a surprise and a shock but yeah she ultimately i I feel like you forget about her a lot of the movie
0: we do. Um, again, all, all directing touches nice, though, is when they first appear at the start. Like, we see the little sister first when she gets out of the car, and she goes over and, like, you know, smells some flowers, and it's all sunny and pretty, and it's this really sort of idyllic little moment. And, her, you know, and Sumi's just kind of watching her, kind of, like, happy, watching her sister. Is this very, this idyllic memory of her sister, like, the version she's created is kind of this happy, perfect, kind of, like, oh, my little sister, who I love, kind of thing. Like, again... Direction, execution, and all that stuff is really good, but I just don't feel most of the story, unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah I guess that's that. Uh, Tim, what are you going to rate? A Tale of Two Sisters?
1: <sighs> it is a tough one to rate. Uh, I, I can't go like too low because I, yeah, it's not like a, it's a poorly made movie. Um, but again. I wasn't really feeling it, so I can't go too high. Uh, so I think I'm gonna just go straight down the middle uh, and give it a five, which um, yeah, I, I don't want to go lower than that because you know it's uh, a well-made movie from like you know good directors and performers and everything, but uh, I don't think I can go higher because I don't think there was much that really grabbed my attention or interested me or you know would make me really want to revisit it anytime soon. So yeah, it's a straight five for me.
0: Yeah, I hmm, I want to say five point five. I I don't think I can quite put it in that mediocre line because the execution is so strong, and confident. Um, sure. But yeah, I don't love it, and that may shock some people. It may, it may you know, I was giving it a five and a five point five, may actually really shock some people.
1: I do wonder though, like the the people that might be shocked, like um, if you like the movie, that's totally fine. But you know, uh people that are really surprised about it, I do wonder how many of them have watched it recently. Cause like you said, mm. it might be, you know, at the time, it, you know, it is a well-known movie and then you kind of just take it for granted. Like, Oh no. Yeah. That was a good movie. And then, um, yeah, maybe if you haven't seen it in a while, maybe uh, go check it out again. Uh, which oddly enough was like hard to find, <laughs> uh, for me. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully people have an easier time if they want to revisit it. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh so yeah, that's Tale of Two Sisters. That is the last of the voted for movies for October. Um we're not quite done yet. There's so still still you know, mm-hmm. about I don't know when this is going up, but I think there's maybe a week <laughs> or just under a week left of, of... Okay episodes still to come uh but hopefully enjoying the october thon uh, if you are you can of course like and subscribe and ding the bell and make sure you get notifications you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash tv where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and for that one dollar you'll get a bonus episode of streams every single month and in fact during october you're getting four so there's, there's a whole little back catalog now i think with the wishmaster movies it puts us up to about 10 or 11 episodes exclusive to patreon uh, so yeah. a nice little back catalogue uh, if you sign up, um, but if you if you do that you can go to the higher tiers as well. where you get to vote and things like that. Uh, so have a have a look at that and see if you want to support us that way. Or you can do it of course by uh, rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts, giving us five stars. Uh, it helps them spread us out a little bit more. More people will find us that way. Uh, you can of course follow us on Twitter at Screams Midnight. Mm-hmm. So do that too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's basically us uh, for this episode. So. Uh, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.